listener. Hello. <laughs> we were looking at each other. Who's going to start Who's it? Who's going to start it? Yeah, and then hello. I... Hello. Oh, hello. Um, welcome. Big episode, this. This is our hands down. Our hands are down, guys, because this is our biggest episode yet with our biggest guest yet. This guy has uh, millions of followers, massive in the US, also our first international guest. I mean, you know his name says it right there. This isn't a shock to anybody. It's no. Trey Kennedy. Trey Kennedy. Yeah. It was a lot of fun doing this chat as well. He's a good man. He's also a podcaster, and he crossed to us from his own podcast studio. Yes. And he went to the effort of putting a picture of Born Funny behind him, yep. which is, and framed it. An, ab- an absolute professional. Unfortunately, I can't say the same thing about Nathan and I. Oh, God, no. No. God, no. But if you're into two unprofessional Australians interviewing one professional American, then this is a podcast for you. I just can't believe we... Or he agreed to do this. I think because he's in America, he was unaware of how shit we really were. <laughs> I was going to say were, how shit we really are. Yeah. So, well, I mean, he knows now. Uh, so if you're hoping for episode two, we tried to milk that juice for as long as yeah, we could. No, you know we, we at the end of the interview, you won't hear it, but we were like, let's hang out in Sydney. And he's like, oh, yeah. He goes, yeah, come to the show. And I was like, great, send us tickets. He goes, oh, no, I'll send you the links. So you can buy them. <laughs> Uh, it's a good app, guys. Yeah. It, is, it is a really good app. Trey's a great bloke. Look at out of your hair. Out your hair. Nah, we'll stay <laughs> for a bit longer. You know, because I know this is going to be a popular episode. So I'll just but yeah, stay. But this will turn people off. No, it won't. We've already got the click. Producer Jared is nodding. Do you think this will, turn, will this turn people off? I think you should stop talking right now. Hey. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the podcast. Funny people. An odd bunch, really. Not your usual folk. They've been making us knee slaps since the ancient Greeks. But what makes these real-life jesters tick? Perhaps today we should ask this person. Trey Kennedy. Tell me, were you born funny? Yes, I've made it. You can't embarrass me no matter what. I'm a stone-cold sociopath, and uh, I'll just do whatever it takes to try to get someone to laugh. So, Welcome to Born so- Sociopaths. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's right. Mate, please get your hands ready for someone who's born and raised in Oklahoma. Never expected to enter the entertainment industry while attending the college at Oklahoma State University. Trey found fame on the mobile app Vine. Wasn't that fun? Amassing more than 2.5 million followers. He was a top creator on the app for more than three years and through his experience discovered a passion for entertainment. Trey has now continued his social media success on platforms such as Instagram and TikTok where he has combined 12 plus million followers. He currently has a podcast titled Correct Opinions and just concluded a sold out comedy tour selling out cities across the United States. Trey's self-produced comedy special Are You For Real can now be streamed on YouTube. He hopes to continue creating fun and relatable content in order to deliver some joy where it's needed and help people find some common ground through comedy. Uh, he is bringing his hilarious grow-up comedy to, to Australia and New Zealand this Decem- December. Uh, tickets are available now at TreyKennedy.com. Please welcome the bloody hilarious Trey Kennedy! Trey Kennedy! Yes! yes. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for, very much for having me. First Australian podcast appearance, and oh, I'm honoured. Wow. This is our That's first right. US guest. Right, I'm in Really? <laughs> <laughs> Someone hasn't done their research. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, Trey, the first thing I wanted to address, and we, we were briefly speaking about it before we uh, started uh, recording this, 
You have been the first guest, although you are in the States at the moment, who's actually gone to the effort and given enough of a fuck to, to have a bit of decoration behind you. Can you talk us through uh, you putting that little, I mean, there's a small frame that says Born Funny, but it's, small it's than an iPad, done. I think. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some some could say just buy a five dollar picture frame. No, that's an iPad, uh, and it's it's the M1 chip one too. It's nice. That's yeah. That's, that's oh, all nice. it's for. I yeah. don't know. Someone, I think uh, I don't know. My lovely assistant did that because I think one of your lovely assistants or team were like, do it. So none of us know why it's here, but we're all glad it's here, and I'm glad because uh, you're we're halfway across the world, and it's like you know what? It's the least I could do. It is nice. You know, we're we're doing this remotely, so. There it and is. That's the thing. I'm looking at it through a screen right now, and it looks like it's a pretty like clear photo as well. So it's almost like you've got good printer ink as well, which is really <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. fresh printer ink. That is yeah. a that is a printed out iPad. That's the, <laughs> mm-hmm. the real iPad, oh. right? Well, the iPad, the screen, the digital was too nice. So then we taped. <laughs> I taped a printout version on the iPad. Oh, so the iPad's behind it. Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Trey's got good ink money. That's how good he is at comedy, you know? We actually, we have, right. we actually have a, a very small connection to Oklahoma State University. A, a friend of the show, um, I don't know if you know, do you know who Mason Cox is? D- really? Yeah. That yeah. is unbelievable. I don't, I, I don't, we maybe what met once. I played basketball against him at the rec center at oh, Oklahoma State. Oh. Oh, well, wow. there you go. And this is fascinating because me and my friends, cause, so he was on the basketball team in Oklahoma State, and it was yes. just like he never played. He, was a, he, was, he wasn't a scholarship player, whatever. He's very tall. I remember he got in the games a few times. I was like, this guy, he seems pretty athletic. I don't know why he doesn't play more. And I, I look up a few years later, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, he's like some star athlete over in yes. Australia. He's yeah, yeah. very famous. Yeah. Insane. <laughs> yeah. And you played against him in the wreck. Yeah, and he <laughs> was better than me. <laughs> I mean, you talk about a guy. He had 40 points and 20 rebounds. It was like, why no. is he? This guy shouldn't be playing against normal fraternity guys, but man. <laughs> hey, Trey, let me tell you. That's not... what He's been on your show and stuff. You guys, uh, you guys know not him on, well. Not on the podcast. He's been on the radio show. Not yeah. funny enough to be on this. No. Uh, oh, sure, he... <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. He's got his own podcast, The Mason Cox Show. Um, we're at, sort of at war with him. We, we actually went to a uh, Luke Combs concert with him recently and got really drunk. Oh, nice. And, and Nathan. Nathan, him invented a, a microphone stand that has a beer holder in it. Yeah, we might be going into business then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring that over there. Yeah, he's showing you the Oklahoma ways over yeah, there. Yeah. I Actually, love that. to be fair, we were at the Luke Combs concert, and as you said, Trey, Mason Cox is like nine foot tall. Uh, and every time, you know, a good song comes on, as you do at a concert, everybody stands up. I kept telling Mason to stand up, and everyone behind him kept getting angry at me. They're like, if he stands up, we can't fucking see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell the giant to get back on his knees. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah. He can sit at the back. Why is he in the front row? This is fucked. Um, okay, well, you're talking about a bit of sport there, Trey. Let's let's go young. Are you are you an athletic kid? Do you like playing sport? Are you funny? Like, what's young Trey like? I was, uh, you know, funny behind closed doors, but very focused on sports. That's yeah. all. Basketball was my thing. Played it, obsessed with it, watched it. You know, huge Oklahoma State fan of, of their basketball team. Yeah. You know, we got the Oklahoma City Thunder. It just obsessed with uh, with sports. And I never, I was still at that age and, you know, in the 90s and stuff. You kind of, the, the guys who like did theater and stuff, I was like, you know, losers over there. <laughs> prancing around. I'm a baller, man. But, uh, you know, as as the story typically goes, I'm about six feet tall. You know, you get to a point where 
the the real the the Mason Cox and everyone of the world. <laughs> Gabe I realize I'm not going to be a, a professional basketball player, so I just go to college, trying to figure out life, and uh, one thing led to another. But yeah, sports was it for me as a kid. That was the focus um, until I got to adulthood. Are so, you are you a sporting family? Like you know, you talked. We asked you. You're born funny. You say your dad's funny. Your grandfather's funny. Is it a funny family? Are they into sports? Like what are they pushing you to do? sports for sure yeah. i mean growing up in oklahoma there's you know we have some country singers but there i was never in any any sort of capacity of of like entertainment or pursuing <laughs> comedy as a career that didn't even cross my mind you know it yeah. was you just be a good kid go to school and it's like sports and my dad taught me everything i knew how to shoot the basketball all this good yeah. stuff um you know the the crazy he wasn't like a insane dad we're like you know we're cool and i love him and we're yeah. but he was he was pushing it where it was like, you got to wake up before school and do some drills. And I was out there thinking, you know, I was just here. You're watching like the, the documentaries of like the all time great basketball player, Larry Bird out there. It's like, then, you know, just because you play Jordan. a lot doesn't mean you're going <laughs> to. The yeah. last dance. You've got, you've got Jordan, Pippen, Kennedy. Uh, the, <laughs> Kennedy. <laughs> just pure work ethic. That's yeah. a big three. Uh, so, I mean, Trey, so when you were playing sports in particular, basketball and stuff, and you would go to practice and all that kind of thing, were you ever, you know, did you take that quite seriously? Uh, I mean, I know you were just, you were a kid, but were you ever, you know, making jokes or being like the, you know, the, the jovial one at practice? That was kind of what started to undo my basketball career. Because he, if you played sports intensely, you know, you had certain coaches and teammates were like, you know, before big game or something, they're like, hey, everyone be be quiet and like focus, you know, and I'd be trying to joke around and be like, this isn't funny, man. I'm like, it's a game. And so there was uh, I was the kind of the the class clown of the team for sure, which um, was fun until it wasn't. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, my I had I had a coach who hated me so much, but because I just I just made a, a mockery of a lot of his practices I forget one time. I don't forget one time we were in the huddle and I, I go, you know, these practices, it's high school basketball, uh, it's too much. We're practicing four hours every day. So there, there was one time just in front of him and the whole team, I was like, what time is it? And he was like, what do you, why in the world do you want to know what time it is? I was like, oh, I realized I was in trouble. I was like, I was looking for it's game time. <laughs> And he's just like, go run. And he just ran me. And I was like, I gotta, I don't yeah. think this is for me. When you were, when you were doing, you know, all those bits and stuff. So, I mean, I, I imagine a lot of that was for yourself, but were you, were your teammates laughing? Like, were you getting that early sense of laughter from doing that kind of stuff? Oh, a hundred percent. I, I was, I took great, great pride in being the team funny guy, trying to be the funny guy, you know, but you're with the team so much, I, get, I became comfortable. So I, I came out of my shell and, uh, as the years went on, I, I started to do more and more things to get out of my shell. I remember in, uh, seventh grade, there was like, they do these superlatives, like most athletic in the grade, you know, smartest, most, <laughs> most likely to be president. And one was like funniest of the grade. I remember I got second place. To Jackson oh. Lyle. Oh, Jackson. And, I, Jackson and he's not a comedian. Lyle. He's not a famous yeah. comedian right Where's now. Where's he? He's, he's not on this Australia. podcast. Yeah. He's, he's like a lawyer or something dumb. Yeah, he's playing I'm in the NBA, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he's basically the Oklahoma City Thunder, but fuck him. I... Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he know? So that's your, so you second funniest. And then as Were somebody... you trying to get that title? Yeah. Though? So, like, were you pissed I off do... that you didn't get it? quietly you know i didn't yeah. i wasn't really campaigning but i just remember you know i think every kid has their thing you know i want to yeah. i want to be known for this and that was my first real i think look in the mirror of of uh wow i really want 
to be known as the funniest guy. And that's definitely, that means a lot to me. <laughs> so that's interesting. I mean, you can tie it back to, so did that, you know, light the fire inside you to be like, you know, fuck you, Jackson. Uh, I want to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> like when Jordan didn't yeah, make the basketball bit, team like, in high on, school. This, this guy. is, yeah. yeah. Jordan didn't make yeah, his basketball right. team. This is your moment. You're like, I wasn't funny. Was, was, was there a moment? <laughs> You're out I the front just practicing, funny team. practicing jokes. You're like out the front, get up yeah. early before school in the mirror. See the mirror. <laughs> Game time. What time is it? <laughs> yeah, that's going to, people, your teammates are going to die laughing at that. <laughs> What, Got this you, today. Do you have a an earliest memory of like making people laugh or or entertaining people? You've got that game time joke, but what's your earliest memory? Was it at home and people laughed at you and you're like, oh, this was funny? Man, my earliest memory would be um I probably I would uh go into my room and I'd write in these notebooks. You know, I had a I had the classic dad who like he somehow knows how to plumb everything and wire things and build houses and he's just he was definitely trying to lead me in that. Let's go build this thing, build that. And I just had no interest. It's like, just pay somebody to do it. I'm busy <laughs> writing funny comic books. And I definitely, it, it's fascinating to look back on it now because at the time you just think it's a kid, you know, whatever, kids mess around. But I spent hours writing a notebook of stories with the whole intention of reading it to my friends and making them laugh. And I remember eight years old reading them about the adventures of Booger Boy or whatever in the world, you yeah, know, wow. whatever cra just cracks up an eight-year-old. Yeah. And and them really getting a kick out of that. So um, that's one of the earliest memories. And, and then always making, my, my dad was the, you know, he was funny, but he also was no funny business. But my mom, she was so easy to crack. I got out of so many punishments because I would, in the midst of her being furious, I'd make her laugh. Yeah. And like that was, as like a comedian now, when you can twist it like that, where you're like, yeah. oh, you thought I was going to offend you, we're actually laughing. Yeah. Doing that to her all growing up was very satisfying. So was that, yeah, as a kid, you were able to, you know, almost get yourself out of trouble, disarm your mum and that kind of stuff when they were supposed to be getting mad at you. And you're like, I can use comedy as a tool to, you know, protect myself from getting in trouble here and getting grounded. A hundred percent. I remember in middle school, I had this cool uh, teacher. He was a coach, you know, whenever he had the cool coach teacher, you know, yeah. but there was one day I... I it made him so mad. He freaked out. And I, I forgot the whole context, but I said something that he just shook his head. He's like, dang it. When it's funny, I can't be that mad at you. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's like those moments where like, that just got me out of something. Like, <laughs> as long as it's funny, it's all good. Hmm. So were you were you in high school, like after year seven and stuff, or like middle school, like when, are you pursuing it at all? Or are you still thinking, I don't know anyone in entertainment? Like, I can't do this as a career. Like, I'm not gonna make it in the nba like what, where's your where's yeah. your brain at at, at that no, point he still thinks he's gonna make it in the sorry NBA. yeah you're yeah, gonna make yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah excuse me all right yeah i'm gonna be the first <laughs> basketball comedian you know shoot a shot and be like what's with airplane food just get the people going it's, it's, it's trey and jackie moon <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go that was the dream yeah no oh, i i just was like you know i just i didn't think anything of my humor, like professionally, I was just like, I, I love being a funny guy. That's, yeah. that's my value, you know, as your friend or whatever, but just, I was very much raised. You just go get your college education, you get your degree and you kind of, you get a job and, and figure it out. So no, it never even crossed my mind. And again, I'm still so painfully, I mean, my worst fear I'd tell anyone is public speaking or, or wow. getting on a stage. So I'm, uh, there's no part of me that wants to go try stand up comedy or go try improv or anything um i was just 
the classic kid going to college, not knowing what in the world uh, I was about to do with my life. Do your friends, Trey, like, I mean, growing up and now, do they, because like, I know a lot of our friends, they like hate the idea that we're funny. And yeah. they, they refuse to no, accept. No, it changed. When we weren't professional, <laughs> yeah. like when we were just the funny guys, they're like, you guys are the funniest. And now it's our job. They're like, you, like fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, like, I, could harder. Okay. I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't want there... you to go make a bunch of money doing it. That's <laughs> yeah. what you mean. Yeah. 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 I mean, has right. there been, since, of course, you've had this incredible success uh, and you're very much a comedy, you know, household name in, on, in so many people's um, houses, um, has, the, has there been a shift from your friends and all that kind of stuff like have they gone oh you know the guy that we thought was funny you know in middle school is funny is is actually like (laughs) making money funny like has that happened i I think it's uh it's been kind of uh what do you say like a bell curve whatever you call it it's like the initially it was like yeah funny guy we love this guy and then i was like hey i'm gonna not when everyone was like yeah i got this entry-level job yeah i'm doing this job answering phones what about you i was like oh i'm actually not going to get a job this thing i've been doing makes me money and they're like screw you (laughs) i didn't know that was an option i was like well i didn't either even i think no one was more upset than my own mother because she was the my mom was like the the intense you get straight a's you be an all great student you get a good job and there's this one weekend we were supposed to go do something as a family it's like mom i can't go i've been hired to make Snapchats for Amazon at like the Super Bowl. And she's like, what are you talking about? Said, what are they pay-? And I like told her what they're paying me and I have to miss. And she's like, and she looks at me right in the eye. She goes, I'm getting a little sick of this social media stuff. <laughs> I'm getting a little sick of it. I'm like, oh, sorry. Uh, so yeah, I think I was riding that wave as like when social media was just, people were just discovering like you can make a living doing this. I was doing it. Now I've, I think everyone knows you have a million followers you're probably making some money, but, um, and and I think as that subsided, as things have, have continued and the people have lost a little bit of the sense of like, is, is Trey, is, is he making a, is he able to pay his rent? What is happening here? Yeah. (laughs) Do your parents know like, uh, well, this is now, this now go fund me. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yes. yes, We'll put the link up. (laughs) Let's help him guys. The bell curve. He's fallen off. That's what he didn't get to. He's at the other end of it. Do you, are your parents like, do they understand now that you have success or like at what point did they click and go, Oh, we're not worried about him anymore. This is a real job. You know, I, I asked them that. Yeah, recently, you know, after the fact, and I was like, you did, what, what did you think? Because they never, to their credit, they never pressure me. They were ever like, get a job. They're just like, you never asked us for money. So we assumed it was all right. You know, <laughs> it was kind of where they were. And so my dad um, oh, ran his own business his whole life and kind of entrepreneur. So I think he he was ahead of the curve and appreciating like, hey, you're, you've created this thing. You're making money. He kind of helped me with that. But more yeah. my mom had to like a classic mom, she's like, I don't, she didn't even know how to upload a photo, let alone monetize <laughs> the entire platform. So I think she she had to come around a little bit more. Yeah. Um. But but they're so supportive, and and uh, my my dad ran a business that was a family business, and they've they they told later told me they're like we had a feeling you wouldn't. They were in the tire and automotive business. Like we had a feeling you weren't going to do that. Yeah, we didn't see you schlemming tires around. You're a little too uh theatrical. <laughs> You're like, no, I'm not. I'm an NBA. I'm a hard athlete. I'm no, like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Pass me the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I'm open. I can change the time. When, <laughs> when did you? When did you first start? Was it was it Vine or were you just filming videos? Like, when did you start first filming yourself and making things? 
It was Vine. So uh, I'm not sure. Was Vine huge in Australia? It was huge in the States. Yeah, did it, yeah, did it, it was big. Did as we much... didn't, it did, but no one made Vines in Australia. Like uh, every, okay. like even now on TikTok when they come up and it's like, you know, you remember these classic Vines, like they're all Americans. Like we consumed it, yeah. but like Australians are very, we're like, ah, ah. Yeah, someone else will do it. They'll do it over in the States. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. We'll, we'll wait for the next thing. <laughs> we're we're kind of. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, so we watched a lot um, of them, but everyone was like, oh, I got to film it. Oh, I'll wait. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's so warm here all the time. <laughs> Weather's I was great. I was huddled in the snow in Kansas, like <laughs> making videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I get it. I Vine was the outlet that came out when I was like 19 years old in college. You know, goof around with friends, yeah. and and it again that that desire to to get creative and try to be funny. I just started making the little videos, and it was so simple back then. It was six seconds. You just did it. It, it was very much. Uh, getting creative, getting a few videos to get a little traction, get a few thousand followers. And it was kind of that overnight thing you hear about where I woke up one day to a hundred thousand followers. And then I woke up a month later to a million followers. And it was like, yeah. wow. Okay. I have a million followers. <laughs> I don't even think that was, that was so far back in social media. When I, if you ever saw someone with a lot of followers, you're like, this is some movie star. Yeah. And it was like the first epiphany i had where i was like i saw some other kid i was like oh this person has a bunch of followers what movies have they been in and then you realize oh you can get followers just by making like good videos even if no one knows who you are do you so remember the first I ran video with that, that that blew up like what do you remember one that you were like oh shit this is this is really blowing up do you remember what it was the one that that took me to hundred thousand followers overnight and like went viral all over Twitter and, and Vine was this uh if you remember the WAP, the song, the yeah. Missy WAP, WAP. Yeah. That was <laughs> yeah. topping the charge and I was like just doing the WAP while I cleaned the kitchen. I was just like <laughs> wiping the counter and like vacuuming. And yeah, that's I, very, I don't know. Very I don't know why your mom. Ago. I don't know why your mom can't figure out why you like that's successful. <laughs> no, she and was that's... happy. He was clean, he was cleaning the kitchen. Mom, I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, mom, this is gonna make me money. Yeah, God, I don't get it. it. <laughs> Dad, I'm open. I can't. I can't, <laughs> I can't go to grandma's 80th birthday party. I've got doing to the walk walk. around the house. <laughs> You'll get it. God. <laughs> so, but did yeah, you, even so. with the million followers, like, are you thinking, like, at what stage are you thinking? Or it, maybe it hasn't even entered your mind that this is a career, this is an option. That was like basically over the summer. I went back to the next school year with a million followers, and it was just, everyone was, everyone was just kind of like, that's kind of cool, right? And I was like, yeah, I go back to class. It was never, <laughs> it was, if, a hundred percent in my head. I was just like, this will be a cool story in 10 years. Be like, yeah, there's this weird thing. I got a million followers on. It didn't matter at all. Yeah, but yeah. Um, as time went on over the next year or two years, you know, I'll never get the first email I got. Some guy was like, hey, man, I'll pay you. I'll pay you 300 bucks to like post a vine with this phone case I make. I was like, yeah. yeah. And I just <laughs> did that. And that was the first kind of light bulb. Of like, oh, I guess that makes sense for people to pay me to. I have all this like views and followers. And then six to 12 months later, it was like the, the, the app started getting in it. So uh, kind of slimy, but of course I was 19. I don't care. You can pay me to do anything back then. They were like, Hey, the hot or not app wants to pay you make this video. I was like, you can download this app and tell, decide which chicks are hot or not. Um, and so that made, made a few thousand bucks doing a dozen of those. And then 
fast forward and Bud Lights hit me up, Pepsi's hit me up, and then nice. it became like I was yeah I was getting seriously getting flown to the Super Bowl to make vines, yeah. and I was like, whoa, okay. I, this, try, I don't know how long this is gonna last, but this is a lot more than lifeguarding pays. <laughs> At the For local sure, pool. man. You're talking to two, yeah. of the biggest, two of the biggest slime balls. We'll do anything. We'll do oh. anything for cash. Oh, you yeah. said you, you so used to do anything for what? money. I'm drinking mm, delicious Kingwood coffee at the moment. Isn't that right? Look down the barrel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys, anything? You, yeah. I was like, what am I signing up for? Like, this episode's by ISIS. <laughs> like, okay. Hey. I didn't agree to this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We put the, we put the ads in post, so you won't know. Yeah, you won't know. Uh, oh, okay, great. <laughs> it changes location. We'll just turn off Oklahoma. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, Trey, do you think, I mean, obviously, like, you know, your comedy, um, you know, adventure has changed so much and is continually growing uh, to, to the point where you are now. Do you think that you have a style of comedy or do you draw on heaps of different avenues to, you know, to make people laugh? I think I do now, and I, I, now that I've gotten here, you know, I'm, I hope to always improve and get better. But there was, it's, it's nice to look back and be like, I was just trying anything, right? I was doing goofy WAP stuff. I was also like, kind of trying to be a, a non-comedic, like actual singer. So like my, my social media channels were like whopping and cleaning, um, like you know, d- this weird imitation of a girl, this weird <laughs> one-liner joke, a very heartfelt rendition of Beyonce's Halo. Whopping laundry. (laughs) And it was kind of like, what's this guy doing? What's he up to? And it was a lot of figuring that out. And over time, I'd say uh, where I've landed feels very much me and authentic, where just very everyday relatable, kind of clean humor, where you can find the humor and everything. And and very much how I grew up, which was, um, you know, in in Oklahoma, the kind of the Midwest center of the the states. Uh, I went to church every Saturday, had a nice family where where we ate dinner together every night and kind of like that like wholesome upbringing i had that so many do and and trying to tap into that but being actually funny because like a lot of the clean humor gets way corny and yeah and cheesy fast but actually trying to be legitimately funny where like you bring your 16 year old they have a good time but the parent has a good time and your grandparent has a good time so uh, that's where i'm kind of at now When you when you eventually found, I mean, you're there now. You found your comedic voice, the one that you know that you can control, that you can you know um, get laughs from, and that kind of stuff. Has it become easier since you've gone? Okay, this is the kind of you know comedy that I the the space that I work in, or is it harder because you know you can't do a million different things? You just want to you know focus in on one. That's a good question. I guess a little about. I think ultimately easier because i feel like I, I i'm in my lane i know what i like to do and what what my fans expect and you know it, it does sometimes feel you every now and then you want to try something crazy which time and time again we'll try something off the wall that i know maybe not won't, won't get a lot of views but it, you got to kind of keep challenging yourself creatively but um know where i'm at is it feels really good and i early on doing the wop and goofy stuff I, I definitely was raised so like nice and stuff that I was a, I was very afraid to offend anyone or hurt anyone's feelings. And now, yeah, like you said, we don't, I don't care at all. I'll say what <laughs> but, uh, he went after ISIS. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he I does mean, not care. Yeah, it's crazy. No, but you gain confidence in like and finding where that line is. Where you know, I I still don't want to upset anyone, but you know, I, I feel the freedom, like you said, as as you get funnier too. As long as it's funny, nine times out of ten, it's okay to say so. Yeah, going yeah. after people in a funny way uh, and, and still, you know, legitimately being funny, but not just upsetting people. It's kind of the goal. 
When did you get over the, the shyness? Is it Was it during the vine phase? Like, how did you get to go, all right, I, I'm confident because you're just talking about suddenly you're doing vines, you're getting flown to the Super Bowl. Were you, were you nervous there? Like, what, what changed for you? <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it, really just a series of humiliating events, I think, that just, <laughs> like, threw me to the fire. I Really, I like, in high school, there was a... I went, you know, there's probably 3,000 people in my high school, and we, we do these big assemblies, like in the gym, where it was like, you know, we're doing a fundraiser, and they, they do stuff like, you know, someone pay 100 bucks, and Dylan's going to shave his armpits in front of everyone. It was like, <laughs> Sufi, you know, goofy stuff. And then one day, someone was like, all right, we just raised enough money for Trey to come down here and sing, because like, people heard me singing around being goofy or something. And I mean, I, when you, t I mean, absolute terror, I get thrown on to the gymnasium floor in front of this big crowd and I just get handed a mic and they're like, all right. And I just, I just kind of, I mean, thousands of people, I've never been on stage ever. And I just, was like, I, I didn't agree to this and just boo. I was a fresh, I was a, was a first year in high school yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and all the upperclassmen are booing me and they're, and then the, someone tries to help me out. Like maybe sing along to a song. They put on Miss New Booty. So I'm like, I found you, <laughs> Miss New, New Booty. Booty. <laughs> Get it together and bring it back to me. And then I just ran off, like holding back tears. And the rest of the school day, you see movies and stuff where guys like just run up to kids and like call them names. Yeah. I was like, that's in only movies, right? I experienced it that day. Like guys <laughs> want me to walk by and be like, there's that freaking coward who didn't sing earlier. And, <laughs> There's Mrs. New I mean, Booty. That's an all-time <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Miss New Booty over here putting the Miss in Miss New Booty. Man up, dude. And then I went to to college and I met friends who like I joined a fraternity. With do y'all fraternities in Australia? No, nah, we don't really. It's movies. I mean, we know what they are uh, through movies. movies, but we don't have them. Yeah, yeah I yeah. didn't think so. I didn't think no. so. It's this. Yeah. Uh, so the whatever the, the they get a bad rap. The movies you've seen, yeah, it's I didn't I was never forced to like eat another man's poop or something. It was That's, like yeah, we're thinking uh, ass to mouth. Yeah. So, but also we we do that in Australia. <laughs> we do that in Australia without right, a just fraternity. directly to the mouth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was just, but I was in this group of guys in college, and and they uh, forced me to get up and sing in front of all these girls, and their girls were like, "You're actually good at singing," and I was humiliated. But then I was like, "Oh, maybe." Now I'm not as humiliating because you liked it. And there was all these moments where I just found myself on stages, like getting over that fear and, and then trying stand up years into making videos because I'm getting a following and, and I could maybe start to tour. That was like that whole crazy fear. Like I had in high school all over again, but um, luckily that went okay. And, Five years well, later, yeah. I'm still doing stand-up, having a blast. How did, you, how did you find the stand-up? Like, were you, I guess, you know, for a lot of comedians, you know, that sometimes that's their first entry into the entertainment space. You, you know, you're filming videos, you're doing, you know, talking about singing Miss New Booty. Um, <laughs> were you more <laughs> confident in your own sort of ability and, like, jokes? Like, talk us through the first time you did stand-up. Right. I, I think every every big, like, influencer, YouTuber, whatever you call them, I, wanna, I know now who makes comedic stuff, it's like, Oh, I've been doing stand up for ten years, and now I finally have viral videos. It's like, yeah, I, I think I'm very unique in that. You went the other way, like I said, I was just making, yeah, the other way. I went making videos. 
I just felt like I was good at being funny, but I didn't really fully pursue it. So making videos in my living room was a very accessible way to do that. And I look up and I have millions of followers and now I'm getting hit up by, you know, now I have a manager and now I have an agent who's like, you could tour and like sell these places out. And I'm like, doing what? I don't. <laughs> I, yeah, Miss New Booty well, for no, an hour. We, we, we have <laughs> a <more> dirty time. <laughs> We have a dirty kitchen tray. We need you to clean it uh, to wipe. People just no. People just want to watch you play hoops. Set up. Say I'm going to shoot threes. Hoops. Coaching clinic. Yeah. Yeah. I'd see that. That is a good ten minutes of gear. Yeah, Australia. If you go to his shows and he doesn't do that, boo the shit out of him. Like fuck this guy. I want to see some basketball. I want to hear this. If they wheel a marble counter out here, wipe it down. Were they booing or were they saying booty? Yeah. <laughs> Which was it? Uh, so I was like, you know, of course, some people in my position, they, I was quickly, they were saying like, you could like do your characters in real life and maybe a Q and A. And I was just like, oh, that sounds horrible. I was like, let me, <laughs> let me like see if I really want to do this. You know, I'm not just going to throw together mm -hmm. some weird show. So I got, um, I got on some stages, just, you know, five, 10 minute sets yeah. And I mean, yeah, no, no confidence from the videos at all. I mean, I'm in my mind, stand up is so foreign to making videos. I'm just like, dude, I, I spent so long preparing my set and that I finally looked at it and I was like, if this is not funny at all, then I just, I'll never do it again. Cause I, this is the best I know. Yeah. I got up there, you know, certainly wasn't great, but it, I got some chuckles. It wasn't a disaster. I kind of got off stage, like, okay, I did it. And I just, never stopped since so there's been ups and downs but um it, it is vastly different than videos online but it's also very similar too. like being funny is being funny yeah uh, i think if you're a great stand-up you you could make some great viral videos and and vice versa if you put in the time but um, what's your it's been your, a it's been a fun thing to try what's your balance between how much you have prepared and doing crowd work and it's live and you're feeling in the moment i uh i'm not a big crowd work comedian i'm much more interested in uh kind of really writing out my my act and and trying to make it really fine-tuned you know of course i do some crowd work and i love to mess with the audience here there but um you know my in my hour act you know i'll, I'll do five maybe ten minutes of, of crowd work but i'm really yeah. trying to get through my material so that's i, I mad respect for the crowd work comedians because some yeah like the guy who opens for me jake who will be in australia he's he's just he's just it's just his gift he just gets out there and starts going for it and for me i i like to really think through the jokes and prepare them over time but uh you know the crowd work the crowd work's always fun when you when you get uh sometimes you just get blessed with with people saying or yeah. reacting to the craziest yeah. things like, oh, oh we've seen really we've seen comics and all they do is crowd work and we're like man what if what if no one was there like what's <laughs> <laughs> what would you? And I remember we were talking right. to this guy. And he goes, oh, you know, all like he's a crowd work comedian. That's all he does. And um, we asked him, you know, what if you know no one turned up to the you know the tavern where you were doing the show? And he goes, well, it's a, it would be a very short comedy set like that. <laughs> After you know, we yeah. start bringing the waiters. Yeah, we saw we yeah, saw Dave Chappelle. start calling people. <laughs> we saw Dave Chappelle in concert, and he like came out, and he's like, oh, this is a really good crowd. And then he goes back out, and he brings out Jeff Ross, and he's yeah. like, he's just going to do some crowd work for you now. Yeah. <laughs> Because the, the crowd was good. Come out here. They're actually good. It's good. Yeah. 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 You're gonna have... There's people here. Um, Trey, I want to go back to that, you know, that first stand-up set um, where you did whatever it was, 10 minutes. You put heaps of work into it. Do you remember what you were doing in that first set and how that's now changed 
like putting together an hour long show? Is there a different approach? Yeah. Great question. I, that, I wrote that out word for word, practiced it word for word. I mean, just obsessed over it. And now, um, my strategy is much more, I, I just have like a premise with maybe a punchline or two. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to kind of go out there and, and feel it out and see where this goes. So, um, it, it's mu- just going out there. I just no confidence. That's what blew my mind when I would see the standups I did see as I was getting started is just how comfortable they were yeah. on stage talking to people. I remember thinking like, is that, can I even possibly get that confident up there? And if, yeah, if you embarrass yourself enough up there, you start to not care. And, <laughs> and now it's a great feeling. I'm like, I was going to try a new joke. And that used to be like, I, I had to push myself. I was like, I, I know I have to try it. That's the only way you know it's funny. And I would dread it. But you do it long enough now that you kind of get a sick joy out of like, dude, I just tried this new joke and no one laughed. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> oh man. Like now it's like a a funny thing in and of itself. But back then I was it was yeah. enough to send me down a dark spiral. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just comes with time. It's been a wild journey, but yeah. a lot of fun. Trey Kennedy, the first comic trying not to get laughs. <laughs>, yeah. Yeah. Stray, you're gonna love him. Yeah. You won't laugh no at all. <laughs> have you um, zero, absolutely zero? Have you, you know, the the stuff that you got for Australia? Have you already, I guess, settled on that, or is it going to be some new gear between now and when you come over here? And also, are you worried that you know there anything will be lost in translation or something that you you know a joke kills in the states and you're like, oh fuck, they don't have fraternities over there. I don't know if this it's going to land. Right. I've, uh, yeah, the, I've been on tour with this grow up comedy tour for like, uh, three or four months now. So like the, the hours feeling really good. And of course I'm always tweaking it. And of course I'll, I'll try to throw in some, some nice Australia specific bits and jokes and, uh, you know, being, being American over there. But, uh, I, I just for the first time got out of the States and did Canada a few weeks ago yeah. and tried to prepare, but underprepared that was my first time where i threw out like i did this thing in uh middle school and like no one reacted and i was like <laughs> you know maybe they don't have middle <laughs> school <laughs> they don't have school they don't even, they don't even they're just so nice they, like you want a job they don't yeah. even speak english this is not going well at all i can't <laughs> even understand sorry 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 yeah sorry um so little things like that and so i've been trying to do my homework you know i've uh enjoyed just, uh, you know, I, I talk about a dream come true to, I never thought I'd tour like I have, let alone get out of America and come to Australia, like, um, you know, bringing my wife and we're making a big trip out of it, of course. So excited. And so I've been doing a lot of, a lot of my Australian research with friends I know have spent time there. I've talked, I've connected with a few, uh, Australian comedians and influencers over there already talking to you guys. So I'm going to do my homework so I don't screw this thing up because <laughs> yeah, I know you guys don't have, uh, Obviously, all the same stuff, but it seems pretty similar. Pretty similar, yeah. but its I mean, own unique thing. The show, of course, uh, Grow Up, the Grow Up Comedy Tour. Now, is this something that you've been marinating on for a while? Like, is it, is it quite literally the story of Trey Kennedy, you know, growing up from where you started to where you are now? Is that what the show is about? Yeah, uh, more or less. My, it's my second tour. The first tour, I'd say, was really my intro into to the world. Like, it, was just, it was just coming at you with a lot of lighthearted jokes and make fun of this or that. And uh, really getting my feet under me as a comedian. And at this one, I, I feel like I'm coming from a lot more of a space of, of vulnerability. And, and actually, it's not just jokes about random stuff. It's like telling you about how I grew up. And, and I'm a dad now. I have a seven-month-old kid. So like 
the experience of, of that and that whole transition. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, talking about, you know, how I'm raising my kid, how my dad raised me. And so, yeah, it's a lot of that interwoven into the, all the jokes and the bits. And, uh, I've, it's been a lot, a lot of fun. I had the fun, the first tour, but this one's been even more fun because I really love the material and, and kind of get yeah. to know the audience, have the audience get to know me more. And what, what have you learned? Is there, are there learnings that you've taken from the first tour that you did and then you've taken that into this one? Uh, are, are you making any big changes in terms of, you know, how how you doing stuff now? I think it's just confidence and just believing in myself more. I, I'm someone who op- operates out of, you know, you know, I was so shy or so nervous. Like I'm someone who operates on the far enough spectrum of like not believing in myself, you know, which I think serves me very well in terms of being a comedian because I'm I'm always like I'm uh, worthless, right? <laughs> and uh, which is a nice place to operate out of. It has its yeah. cons for sure, yeah. but it's also I, name of his third tour. I'm worthless. <laughs> I'm worthless. <laughs> Pass me the ball. Uh, I'm open. I'm open. That's it. I'm open. Yeah, if you use our fucking lines, man, we'll come after you. They're coming. If he uses our lines, we're we're trademarking the book Booger Boy. That's that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The kid's book drops immediately. Oh, man. Uh, But, yeah, just the confidence and, like, uh, caring way less when I feel like a a, a new joke's not working or or having – just, just feeling like I'm not. My whole work doesn't hang on every joke. I'll have some bad jokes. We make them better. We move on. Uh, believe more in my good jokes and just uh, be more myself up there and tell the audience more about myself. Really, is there some piece of you know you're talking about being a dad now? Is there some piece of advice maybe give to people listening who you know through your journey or maybe a young Trey that you could you know who had no idea about this injury, nothing? Is there something you're like, oh, I, w- I wish I knew this a little bit earlier in my career? Uh, the only, <laughs> my career has been so unique and I never would have pursued, you know, stand up or touring 10 years ago. I'd say more as a kid, like you get, you kind of get in a, in a tunnel vision. You know, I was like good at math as a kid and I was a boy from Oklahoma. So it was like, you're going to be a businessman and that's that. <laughs> and it's like, well, I really like writing about booger boy. And they're like, stop that. So what is that going to do? But <laughs> I remember getting to high school, getting later into school, and and like I didn't like math that much. I really was excelling in like creative writing, but you know what? Who cares about that? But yeah. just uh, being a little more open minded to these maybe talents you're stumbling upon, and they're not just maybe random things you have to pay attention to, but just trying new things. You know, even if it terrifies you, that that's the only advice I feel like I can give. I'm still figuring a lot of th- stuff out, but there's one thing I've done. It's if it was terrifying me, I kind of felt this need to try it. So yeah, that's just what I've done. That's I think really helped me out for sure. Trey, were there were there shows or you know sitcoms or comedy specials that you would watch as a kid? Like were were you interested in watching comedy as a kid? Of course, you were doing you know all the funny bits and stuff at practice and all that. But were you was there a comedy that you were interested in watching and consuming? Yeah, my dad was really proud. You know, I grew up like I said, uh, kind of a conservative church vibe so we i wasn't allowed to see some of the more r-rated or you know all the stuff that was filled with with inappropriate stuff for a kid so i i got shielded from a lot of the great stuff yeah but my dad was very proud to show me all of the jim carrey movies dumb and dumber was like a (laughs) the the cream of the crop in my household and then uh this the american sitcoms uh i watched with my mom every day after school everybody loves raymond and king of queens um every day after school and i thought ray romano and kevin james still do were just hilarious 
Uh, they could be so funny, and they're staying up so funny too. And to be, and they can be. They don't have to cuss. They don't have to say anything crazy. They're like, it's you're you're a kid could watch it. Anyone could watch it, but it's still hilarious. And I yeah. thought that was really cool and like I, a fun challenge. I remember uh, as a kid, we had. I mean, I would go home and my dad be watching TV, and it was Everybody Loves Raymond, King of Queens, and then Frasier straight afterwards. And they would oh <laughs> man, they were the Frasier. Wait, how how old are you guys? How old um, are y'all? 30s. 30s. Yeah, early 30s. <clears throat> early 30s. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. 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 I'm, yeah I yeah. just turned 30. So Frasier, I feel like Frasier was like, I just missed. My parents were obsessed with that when I was like 9 or 10. I couldn't quite grasp it yet, but I remember Frasier was always on as a kid. Yeah. I need to go back and rewatch that. Oh, baby, I hear the moves are calling to salad and scramble eggs. <laughs> We there sing it that. Is. We, outside of this podcast, we have a national radio show every night around Australia, and Nathan and I sing that way too fucking much on the show <laughs> with no context. And nobody gets it. <laughs> nobody gets People it. People message us, and they're like, what the fuck? Yeah, what is You're that song? Good. Okay. I'll send my mom your show, and she'll get it. She'll <laughs> is that it. the new Ariana Grande? Like, well, I mean, I mean, it's hard, Trey, because it feels like, I want to ask you, like, sort of what's next, but it feels like, you know, a lot of your career has sort of just been, you know, feeling stuff out, and sort of just, you know, it's there, and you're taking advantage of it, figuring it out but you talk about those tv shows like do you have any interest in doing like a a, t a television show a movie or writing something yeah I, th I mean i think you're you're getting the right feel where i'm i mean i'm just everything is unfolding i'm just figuring it out i mean yeah. i'm i'm we're gonna out announce more cities in the states and we're gonna keep this tour moving into next year and um so really focusing on finishing that and and hopefully my second special can uh, can end up somewhere cool, but if nowhere else, you know, we'll always put it on YouTube for the people to check out. But uh, kind of getting through that, reevaluating things, and you know, I have some plans to to shoot my own stuff that that just goes online, like we always do, and some yeah. some more advanced, higher production stuff. But I, I'm really, really enjoying making content and touring, and and I feel like I'm if I was asked to go take three months off from those things to shoot a movie or something like I, it'd have to be a really, really amazing offer. Cause I'm having a, a blast doing, doing this stuff. And I, for the longest time I said, when I started touring, I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to do this for like years. You know, I'm going to be a dad. And like, it's just yeah. a lot, but yeah. man, as it keeps going, I'm like, you know, I, I think I'm getting a feel for this. I'm really having a blast. I get to explore all these crazy cool places. So I really don't know, but I'm just trying to, to keep pursuing what's working and what I'm enjoying. So I've been very did, lucky so far. Did you, did you want to come to Australia to the tour or did your wife was like, you know, we, I want to go here. Australia's pretty nice. Yeah, well, We're I going need, over for I the summer. Beaches, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You said, like I said, we're in, we live in Kansas city. We're, we're weeks away from maybe snow. So, you know, yeah. it's coming and she's from uh, Atlanta, Georgia, which yeah. never snows. And I got her to move up here. And so she puts the pressure on every winter. She's like, I'm not, you think I'm going to sit in this snow for months? You better have another thing coming. And so my agents were like, Trey, we think you could go to Australia. I was like, really? I was like, all right, grand plan. What if we go, we do December in Australia, go across the country, finish with Christmas in Australia. And that was the, that was the grand plan that I presented to my wife, Katie. And she, of course, was like, yeah, that sounds great. So very special trip to Australia. We're, we're, we're hitting a, uh, bunch of cities across australia popping down new zealand yep. and then my family's meeting us over in sydney and we're going to do a little australian christmas you know uh, well, you're welcome at our house <laughs> <laughs> oh, <cool. laughs> 
I mean, we're in Sydney. Uh, I, mean, I don't, I don't know, know if we're going to take the whole family. family. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we have a small nice. two-bedroom apartment. Uh, <laughs> I need a yeah. basketball goal at least. Yeah. So yeah, if you know of one. We'll get one of those We'll get Mason Cox ones. in. We'll, yeah. we'll recreate it. Yeah. <laughs> you got to invite him to a show. Cox at your house. you got to invite him to a show. you got to get him, but not obviously at the front row. I legit might hit him up and see see if... One, if he even sees it, but two, uh, yeah, I, I need to connect with them. Yeah, we'll message him. I'm going to send, we'll send him a clip at the start as well. He'll be like, I taught yes. him everything I know. <laughs> He's only funny. I, there's no way he remembers. Do you remember dunking on me, dude, at the rec center? It's but, unnecessary. I mean, does your wife find you funny? Do you ever test bits or, you know, gear on, on, on your wife? Or is she kind of like, shut up, Trey, I'm, I've got the kid, you know? <laughs> both. I mean, she's both like my biggest fan, and like I can make her laugh so hard. But yeah, there's a lot of times where she's like, "Please, please leave me alone." You're being so annoying. And but she's great too because she's so. I really do think she has a nice sense of humor and like an awareness. And I'll ask her like, "Okay, I just have I have this new idea for a bit," or like, "Look at this video we made," and she'll. She has no problem looking me right in the eyes and being like, that's not, no, that one's not it. <laughs> well, I've already posted it. Uh, so, and it's, we've done it long enough now where it's like a challenge where there's been a couple where uh, I do this one bit. I'll give, I'll give the Australian people a, a teaser where I, I was like, Katie, what a, I have this joke because we're like week, just with the weeks, you know, week, month old. You know, it's like insane. It's exhausting. And I was like, Katie, I'm working on this new joke where I'm like, you know how like there's love hate relationships. Like I love my son, but I hate this baby he's trapped in. <laughs> and she was like, "No, you can't. That's ridiculous." She can't say that. I was like, oh, "I think, I think I can, and I'm going to." And uh, lo and behold, you know, I I've said it many times, and people seem to enjoy it. Some do, you know. But, do you go uh, back to Katie? It's, it's a go, good feeling to, to go. Hey, I, oh, absolutely. I, <laughs> I called her the first time I tried it. I got off stage. She's like, "How was the show?" I was like, "You were wrong. It's amazing." <laughs> I, I told I you said so. I hated our son and people died laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, she's, yeah, she's helpful. I'm yeah. glad, look, mate. We can't um, we can't thank you enough for for being on Born Funny. Uh, we've uh, been a big fan of yours for a very long time, so we're, we're stoked that you are coming to Australia. Um, go and check out the show, guys. Um, he's bringing his hilarious grow up comedy tour to Australia, New Zealand this December. Tickets available now at treykennedy.com. Now, Trey, uh, before we do get out of here, uh, there is one question, of course, we need to ask because we started this whole thing by asking you, do you think you were born funny? And now, not many people have heard, you know, their comedic journey put out in front of them as they've answered it themselves. So what we'd like to do is we then re-ask you, after you've heard and told your own story, do you think you were born funny or is it something that you picked up along the way? What do you reckon? I'm going to lean towards no. You know, I. it is cool to... You guys asked awesome questions and thanks for having me. You guys are awesome. I hope... Uh, uh, I know you guys are busy, but if you're around, we're down at Sydney, you have to come. We'll get you out to the show and hang or, or oh, whatever works. But, uh, but yeah, I'd say no. I, I've I've been lucky enough that I've both felt the need to and also just been in the right place right time to experience a bunch of stuff that's that's made me funny and funnier and I, I hope to keep doing that so yeah that's, think, that's my final answer I think man yeah like I think you're right that's his like, final answer <laughs> stop he's signing okay. off <laughs> that oh, yeah. just one so, more but back to basketball <laughs> I, I was two inches taller I could have you could have made it. Don't you ask another question. <laughs> I was going to say I agree. <laughs> Fuck, I was going to say I agree. question. Yeah. He really wanted to talk about basketball. The almost dead behind me. I've got to wrap it up. Oh, hey, you're still here. 
Well, you must have liked this then. I may as well give you a sneak peek for next week. It's, It's another, another funny person. Anissa Nandaula. Who gave us stuff like this. Anissa, we're going to move to the most multicultural part of Australia. <laughs> And I grew up in Rockhampton, Queensland. <laughs> so. More from them next week. See you then. Listener.